recognizing a communist, physical appearance counts for nothing. If he openly declares himself to be a communist, we take his word for it. If a person consistently reads and advocates the views expressed in a communist publication, he may be a communist. If a person supports organizations which reflect communist teachings, or organizations labeled communist by the Department of Justice, she may be a communist. If a person defends the activities of communist nations while consistently attacking the domestic and foreign policy of the United States, she may be a communist. If a person does all these things over a period of time, he must be a communist. But there are other communists who don't show their real faces, who work more silently. Everyone, welcome to the first Global History Week in Review podcast. This is a Global 10 podcast where I will review essential topics discussed in class during the week of November 5th, 2018. So based on that intro, you can probably guess that this week's topic is communism but we're also going to discuss its counterpart, capitalism. If you think back to last week, we discussed the Industrial Revolution, a time period where machines took the place of making goods by hand. There are really a lot of negative impacts of the Industrial Revolution, especially for people that worked in factories. So these workers were paid low wages, the factory conditions were unsafe, and there was child labor and it was becoming a huge problem. So factory owners were also becoming really, really wealthy, and the gap between the rich and the poor was growing tremendously. So this guy Karl Marx observed all of these things and he wrote a book with another guy named Frederick Engels called The Communist Manifesto, where they outlined the ideas for communism. So this was a reaction to a system that Marx thought was incredibly poisonous to society. In this book, The Communist Manifesto, Marx called the working class the proletariat. So here's a quick tip. Make sure that you can recognize that word since it likes to pop up on the regents exam from time to time. So Marx said that because of this class struggle between the really rich and the really poor, that one day the proletariat will rise up in a revolution, they're going to overthrow those factory owners and create a new society. And in this new society, nobody owned anything. Instead, everything was shared and everything was equal. So in class, I gave the example of buying you and your classmates one pizza pie. In communism, you wouldn't get one slice, you wouldn't get two slices. Instead, we would divide up that pizza so everyone would get a fair piece, which would end up probably being a really, 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 really tiny sliver of pizza. In future podcasts, we'll talk more about Marx and how leaders around the world interpreted and implemented his communist or Marxist ideas. But for right now, we're going to move on to capitalism, the idea that was pretty much the inspiration for communism. This painting here, I bought it 10 years ago for $60,000. I could sell it today for 600. The illusion has become real. And the more real it becomes, the more desperate they want it. Capitalism at its finest. How much is enough for 
1% of this country owns half our country's wealth, $5 trillion. Okay, so capitalism. Um, the clip that was just played was from a 1987 movie called Wall Street. Now, 1987 is, I know, a really, really long time ago. Um, you guys are not even born yet at all, like not even close. Um, but it's a really good line that kind of really summarizes capitalism in a couple of words. So the character played by Michael Douglas says that he bought a place for X amount of money and then he sold it for even more money and he made a profit and then a lot of the money is controlled by 1% of the entire country. That's pretty much what capitalism is. It's about wealth, it's about profit, and it's about making money. It's pretty much the complete opposite of communism. Just to give you guys one more example, and this is a really similar example to the clip of, from the movie Wall Street. Um, this is President Trump talking about something very similar that also really embodies this idea of capitalism. I bought a house in Palm Beach for $40 million out of bankruptcy. I sold it for 100. Not a bad deal, right? We need, I don't, I don't want to brag, but this is what we need in the country, you know? Okay, so capitalism was created by a guy named Adam Smith. And just like how Marx and Engels wrote the book, The Communist Manifesto, uh, Adam Smith wrote the book, The Wealth of Nations. And The Wealth of Nations kind of just detailed his ideas about capitalism. And two of the core ideas is laissez-faire, which is a Latin term meaning hands-off, uh, supply and demand, and this idea known as the invisible hand. So Smith believed that if you live in a capitalist world, the government shouldn't have any regulations and any hand in business. So that's where laissez-faire comes in. It kind of translates to hands-off, that the government shouldn't regulate businesses or factory owners or workers in any way. And then we get this idea of supply and demand, and you've probably heard that before. Um, if you think about any item that you want to buy, like sneakers, typically a company would try to create the amount of sneakers that people want, where the supply meets the demand, right? So in capitalism, Adam Smith says, if your supply meets the demand and not the other way around, then you're going to make money. It's a pretty simple idea. And he says that because there's an idea like supply and demand, you don't need government regulation. There's an invisible hand kind of moving the wheel of capitalism to keep it going, right? So again, it's about making money. It's about profit. It's about selling things. It's about buying things. If you've ever bought anything in your life, you're a product of capitalism, right? If you've ever sold anything in your life, if you've ever bought sneakers and resold them, that's capitalism in a nutshell. To close out this review of capitalism and communism, here are a few more simpler examples of each. So I mentioned this example before when we talked about communism, but in capitalism, your teachers may get a pizza for all the students who get over an 80 on a test. In communism, however, everyone will get an equal share of the pizza regardless of your grade and regardless of how much work you put into studying for the test. Because remember, everything is equal. It doesn't matter how much work you do. Every, everyone gets rewarded equally. 
here's another example that might be good for you guys. So every Thursday, people around the world try buying stuff from Supreme and they try to resell it for profit. Maybe you've done that before, maybe you've tried that to make a quick buck, but basically that's capitalism. To buy something and to resell it for a profit is definitely capitalism. However, in true communism, you technically don't own anything and there technically aren't any privately owned businesses. So despite whether you love them or you hate them, Supreme wouldn't even exist. Um, which I guess some of you guys would be really upset about that, but I don't know, you'll live. Last example, in capitalism, you can buy a pair of sneakers every week because you earn the money to do so. You can wear those sneakers whenever you want, wherever you want, how often you want. You can wear them anytime because you own them. They're yours. However, in communism, to relate back to that last example, not only do you not own the sneakers, because remember, you do not own anything, but it's gonna be redistributed to everyone equally. So just imagine you have like 20 pairs of sneakers. If you live in a communist society, those sneakers will be taken from you and they'll be redistributed equally to the people in that society. And that pretty much wraps everything up. Those are all the basics that you really need to know about both communism and capitalism. I'm not sure if these podcasts will stay on SoundCloud or if they'll be posted somewhere else. I figured this might be good since I know some of you guys are going to listen to, I don't know, like really bad SoundCloud rappers right after this, but I'll keep you updated. If you have any questions or comments, let me know in class or via Jupiter Grades. I'll let you guys know when the second review episode is up and running. Thanks for listening.